Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Brian Zimmerman, AVP Client Content and Strategy for Becker's Healthcare. And today I'm pleased to be joined by the Vice President of Growth for MDI Health, Ariel Efragon. Ariel, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And just to get things going here, can you can you share a bit about yourself, your 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 background, just so our listeners can really appreciate your perspective? Yeah, for sure. So my entire career has basically been in health tech. For the most of my career, basically just health tech. Uh, started a company called Pangea Medical, and then did some consulting for a bit. Again, with a large uh, multi-state provider group, uh, and then joined MDI Health just when they were starting out. So MDI Health was uh, essentially founded by three folks. Uh, the most notable is Dorit. So she wa- is a pharmacist by training, and she founded and headed the drug safety department in the Israeli Ministry of Health, and then went on to lead uh, drug interaction software and pharmacy services for the second largest HMO in the world. Um, and really, the idea for MDI Health came out of her own need as a practicing pharmacist, one of her husband's best friends managed large AI companies. His name's Avishai, now our CEO. Basically, he was hearing about these incredible outcomes that she was having uh, and said, you know, why don't you use technology to scale these outcomes? Like, this is insane. The work you're doing here, people literally who were in wheelchairs, could not walk, couldn't go to work, went to her, you know, she treated them uh, as a pharmacist and they were able to go back to work. They started walking again, really incredible things. Uh, and so long story short, they got together, created MDI Health, and then I joined about a year after they they launched uh, the research component of the company. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you giving us that background and, and sort of the origin story for MDI Health, too. I think that'll be useful for folks as we move through this conversation. So I want to start here with a question around rising costs and, and really managing those. That That's clearly a, a really significant challenge and a big priority for payers. The question I want to ask you, Ariel, is is what is the role of pharmacy here? How does this factor into sort of this challenge, this priority for payers? Yeah, for sure. So I think pharmacy has uh, a multitude of roles to play here. Traditionally, I think pharmacy has really been viewed as kind of more of a commodity in healthcare, you know, uh, where it's been focused primarily on drug spend uh, and then some kind of managed care pharmacy where maybe they're responsible for certain STARS metrics. Um, but but ultimately, it's not been so involved in kind of the overall cost containment strategy. And so I think if you look at the impact from suboptimized medication treatment, so we're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars here. I know estimate I saw recently $528 billion of waste in U.S. healthcare alone from suboptimized medication treatment and unnecessary drugs. And really not to mention is, you know, a lot of the work now that's being done is looking at pharmacist-led intervention and trying to quantify that. And so I think a big problem health plans have is really understanding kind of where the costs are are coming from and and how to address those. Um, And I think pharmacy really has a role to play in addressing a lot of the underlying drivers of cost of care. Uh, And so I think going forward, that'll be a, a really big impact we'll see that pharmacy has. Yeah, in addition to pharmacy too, I, I imagine innovation here is going to be really key for sort of cost containment. Um, so, so Ariel, can you talk a little bit about how technology innovation um, can can really fit in here and make a difference? And are there any sort of specific examples or, or use cases you could share with our listeners? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, in healthcare, I think it's kind of a funny industry, obviously. 
as uh, a lot of times, you know, really 80% about the workflow model, about the financial model, and really a small percent about the technology, but the technology really has to be spot on. Um, and so specifically in, in health plans, you know, we just saw something around administrative tasks. So Humana said, you know, they, I think, saved around 684,000 hours uh, of work time by really automating administrative processes. So I think one big bucket for cost reduction is going to be around those kind of mundane administrative tasks. Uh, aside from that, you know, you really have big opportunities, of course, in prior off, as well as clinical decision support, where I think that's kind of uh, a bigger fish to fry, but the uh, reward and the outcome from really addressing larger population using technology to enable better identification of the right members to be focusing on, as well as clinical decision support to support those members is, is really going to be uh, quite a big game changer. And specifically in pharmacy, right, you know, uh, for, for patients that are taking more than seven medications, uh, there's an 82% chance of those patients having an adverse drug event, uh, which is quite insane. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely a lot of room for technology to streamline processes, to help essentially elevate clinicians to operate at the top of their practice, uh, and to really properly identify the opportunity within a population. Yeah, I mean, those are adverse drug events, uh, that, that statistic is, is really kind of shocking when you hear it. Um, uh, but I'm curious, you know, we've talked about technology pharmacy here, um, but how do you really measure the success? I imagine if you're, you're reducing sort of, um, you know, those med adverse medication events, that's that's a good measure of success. But what are the other ways to to measure the progress of, of some of the strategies we've discussed here, pharmacy or, or um, you know, using technology to, to improve cost containment, but also like thinking about the clinical impact here that you sort of alluded to? What are some best practices or tools you really recommend and how, how can payers make sure they're really effectively measuring this stuff? Yeah, so I think that I'll say something a little controversial, but I think that healthcare organizations in general have not done a good job at really quantifying impact of both innovation and technology. I think that there is a massive issue around attribution, um, and a lot of times things kind of get lost. I mean, I heard one of, uh, again, just randomly Humana's leaders at a, at a conference recently talking about how they've really seen little ROI on technology vendors in the long run and have had a really difficult time attributing the ROI that the vendors promised. But in general, I think first and foremost, you really need to understand very clearly what are the objectives of what you're doing. You know, it's not always going to be just a hard ROI of dollars, but there's also, you know, a lot of opportunity around clinical metrics such as, you know, utilization rate and time saved obviously satisfaction around HEDIS measures, adoption rate, you know, more clinical member facing metrics, um, you know, active patients to clinical ratio, prescription errors, and then the cost component as well. So you have the impact to MLR, you have impact to star metrics, you have, you know, maybe specific vertical spend such as RX costs or disease state spend. And so I think first and foremost, understanding what are kind of the top two to three metrics that are really important for you. And you can say, hey, if I can really improve utilization rates and satisfaction by X percent, I'm going to be happy and everything about that's a bonus. And so once you kind of know those KPIs, then it's understanding, okay, within that organization, what are the best ways to test new technology? So, you know, one option could be conducting a retrospective analysis, you know, looking back 12 months, 
if it's a technology solution, you kind of implement those algorithms on a data sandbox and then project outwards and see the impact. You can obviously do control versus intervention groups, um, of course, a, a pilot and really starting kind of with maybe lower hanging fruit. So easier components to impact. I will say in terms of pilots, it's super important to, you know, understand uh, and take into account the learning curve, right? So the value that's created on day one is not going to be as good as the value that's created on day 90. That's helpful. And I think that the follow-up question I have there too, is that you really sort of, you know, hammer home that you've got to sort of maybe widen the aperture of how you think about ROI, not just ROI of dollars, but you did mention Ariel that, you know, in, in your opinion, healthcare organizations have not been really great at this in the past. Why do you think they are struggling to really come to this, to be able to like capture the ROI of, of, of technology and really track success and measure it? What do you think the, the holdup is there, I guess? Yeah. So, so one, I think rightfully so everyone's very hesitant of technological solutions. You know, we've just gone through a huge kind of boss cycle of health tech and we've seen valuations plummet. And obviously in the VC industry, uh, the deals are not flowing like they used to. And I, I think that one, people are just super weary about the actual impact that technology can have. Um, Cause I think a lot of times, you know, we see technology in our life elsewhere and we kind of expect it to be this magic switch that you turn on and wow, it's a completely, you know, different experience. I think in healthcare, because of the level of complexity, that's just not the case. Um, and so I think there is a kind of mismatch of understanding of what technology can do in healthcare versus what it's done in other industries. That's kind of the first thing. Uh, I would say the second thing is really about how uh, health plans are built. Um, and I think that there is just a fundamental misalignment a lot of times between kind of the buyers at health plans and then the implementers of that technology and workflow. And so because those organizations don't necessarily see eye to eye uh, within the same entity, you have a problem kind of trying to uh, uh, fill the needs and the selling, you know, different value propositions within the same organization. Uh, and so I think that, you know, health plans having a succinct strategy around what does it mean to have a successful technology partner? Where are those gaps and how do those gaps align both from a financial perspective, but also from a workflow perspective, which I think is one of the most difficult components of partnering with health plans is, is really critical for then having the framework to understand, okay, what outcomes are we trying to achieve? How should we measure those outcomes? And, and what does success look like for us? I appreciate you going a little bit deeper there, Ariel. Um, I, I want to ask now, you know, just thinking about the future here for pharmacy in the payer space, you know, what really excites you here and, and what should leaders, folks out there listening to this really be preparing for? What changes are coming that they should be, you know, uh, apprised of? Yeah. So obviously all the hype around AI, um, I think is, is a uh, well-placed hype. Um, I do think that the impact could be quite, Monumental. So, for instance, at, at MDI, you know, what we do is we uh, essentially have repurposed medication management and created an AI uh, co pilot for medication management to optimize both quality of medication treatment, but also cost of care. And so, I think there'll be some repurposing of existing clinical functions to other areas that they can draw, drive impact because technology will allow for uh, new opportunities to open. 
Um, so in, in one component, you know, we're able to properly identify high-risk members for specific problems for medication treatment and then autonomously optimize that drug treatment by providing clinical recommendations. And so that's something that previously wasn't able to be done. So a pharmacist used to spend, I mean, the VA says it takes them about 75 minutes per patient to do an in-depth comprehensive medication review. Uh, and with our platform, we're able to now do that same level of quality, but autonomously. So they can reach many more members, actually quantify their impact, which was not previously uh, possible, and drive cost reduction uh, across many different facets of uh, the continuum of care, as well as uh, verticals within the organization. And so previously that wasn't possible, but now because of the abilities of AI, you can streamline things, you can be more targeted um, and having a lot more visibility into your problems, which is probably a double-edged sword there. And that it's a good thing, right? For organizations to know where their problems are, but once those problems become apparent, you have to address them more head on. Yeah, it's not enough just to know where they are. You've got you've you've got to take them on. Um, I appreciate that, Ariel. And and you know, we covered a good bit of ground in in a relatively short period of time. But I know there's so much more we could go into here. Um, but before we sign off, is there just anything else you want to make sure our listeners know about this? Anything to reemphasize? Something we didn't get to? Just closing thoughts in general. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly a really exciting time <laughs> to be in healthcare. Um, I think that finally, you know, there's been enough discussion around the impact of technology in healthcare. There's been enough, you know, use cases that have gotten people excited. I think that now that there's been an understanding that, hey, technology can actually be impactful in the lives of other humans. Now it's, you know, the discussion and actually doing the hard work of, okay, we're past the hype of it. Now we're kind of brought back down to reality. How can we implement this in a meaningful and measurable way? Um, and I think that, you know, it aligns very much with the work we do at MDI Health and, and really helping organizations reduce total cost of care via medication management, but also being able to just help people operate at the top of their practice, you know, really be more targeted and focused in terms of the members they, they need to be addressing and the needs they need to be filling. Uh, and so ultimately, I think, you know, if you look, you know, five years out and, and what that looks like. Um, from a health plan's perspective, I think pharmacy is addressing many more needs than they're addressing today. I think that they play a much more critical role in the overall uh, safety of members and in the overall strategy of a health plan's cost reduction. And ultimately, I think all of our lives just become a lot easier in terms of mundane tasks being automated um, and being able to really quantify our own impact and, and work as well. So. Overall, I would say it's a very exciting time to be in healthcare. There's a lot of huge opportunities, and now kind of that health tech, let's say, has been brought back down to earth. The, the possibilities are really endless. Great place to end here, Ariel. Thank you so much for, for taking the time and coming on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. I'd also like to thank MDI Health for sponsoring this episode. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.